When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, bitch? Listen, what is really going on? <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of the Solomon Ray Podcast. Congratulations, bitch. Like, we've been through it. And you fucking made it, girl. You made it. Congratulations, girl. Okay, so it's been a long time coming. But like my mom used to always tell me about the good Lord. He may not come when you want him, but bitch, he's always there on time. Now, okay, just kidding. She probably didn't say bitch, and she didn't probably didn't say all that. But, she, you know, you get the idea. So, amen. She is finally here. I'm finally here, so I'm really excited. First episode. Congratulations, bitch. Um, being that this is my first episode, there really isn't any format, so we can slowly develop that, you know, within time. And if you guys have any suggestions, you know, I'm always open. Um, also, disclaimer, because, you know... And I, oh, we got to do that. Um, now, I know some of the girls is Christian women's mm-hmm, and don't enjoy fornication and the bad words. And that's fine. We love everybody. But baby, this ain't the podcast for you, honey. This girl, you better go head on over to Joe Austin, Tyler Perry, Ianla, Econla, and all of them. Because, girl, I promise you, like a crackhead trying to pay you back, there will be some bad words up in this motherfucker and this bitch. So if this... If that offends you, bitch, girl, this this really ain't the podcast for you. So just go on, close out, unsubscribe, and baby, have a blessed day. So anyway, so um, moving right along. Speaking of the word bitch, hold on, before I really move along. Speaking of the word bitch, um, that is a word that you will hear probably every four to five milliseconds. Um, it's just a word that I use as more of like a filler word and never really as like an insult or like in a demeaning way. Um, if it is in a demeaning way, your girl, you're going to know. But also, cause I know the girls don't really understand the lingo sometimes and that's fine. We love everybody. But, um, when I say the, when I say girls, it's really just like a general population term, like for the girls for like gen pop. So sometimes it's a specific group of people. And in the event that it is so, Please pay attention to how it's being used and use context clues. And But yes, girls doesn't really necessarily mean biological females. But yes, this is the first episode, so I'm really excited. The thing about it was a friend of mine, her name's Bettina, love her to death. I have so many great stories with her. Maybe I'll get her on the show and we can share some of those hysterical um, stories, but I remember in 2005, she said, girl, you got to get on this app called Snapchat. I said, girl, I'm not doing all that. Like, girl, it's not, it's no. She was like, no, bitch, you really got to get on Snapchat. It expires in 24 hours. Or so. I forgot what it was back in the day, but like, she was like, you got to get on there. And I said, girl, please. But then I started using it and I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the idea of like 
no commitment, hence basically my life, the idea of not being able to commit to a post. And I was like, no, this is really cool. So I would put a bunch of rants and raves and kind of just talk about things throughout, you know, my day. And it just got more and more followers, more traction. And next thing you know, people are like, yo, you got to start a podcast. And my friend Bettina was like, you got to start a podcast. And I was always under the impression that you needed a co-host for a podcast. And so I I was like, no, I I need to find a good co-host that we balance each other out. And then also I was traveling so much because I was working at that time nonstop in entertainment and music. So I was bouncing all over the motherfucking country. I never really had a home. I mean, I did, but I mean, I was never home more than five days. So in order to be able to organize a podcast and and have a schedule and then also have that be, coincide with my co-host and it just it wasn't feasible and didn't make any motherfucking sense did i want to of course i did but i just didn't have the ability to kind of just sit down and do one so fast forward to this little panty that we in it kind of forced me to stay in one place and i decided to not live in New York anymore and basically just live full-time in San Diego. And with the advent of my e-commerce websites taking off and the ability to make money without really having to leave my house, it, it kind of allowed me the ability to do this podcast. So I was like, all right, cool, bitch, we're going to do it. But then I got to thinking like, well, damn, bitch, I still need a damn co-host. Then I got to thinking and thinking and thinking. And then it dawned on me and said, wait a minute, bitch, wait a goddamn motherfucking minute. You don't need no co-hosts. And this is no shade to the podcast who be who do have um co-hosts. It's not, I love them and I'm not act, I'm like hand to god, I'm not being shady when I say this. I love those podcasts. Yeah. He loves them. Yeah. Yeah. He loves them. Yeah. But as for me, I realize I don't need a co-host. I don't need to bounce off ideas with anybody. This is good enough for me and if I kept procrastinating. I was never going to get a co-host. You know what I'm saying? This idea started in 2015. Six years later, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm kind of, you know, coming to the conclusion that like, yeah, bitch, I don't need a co-host. So with that being said, um, this is the Solomon Ray podcast um, and it's just going to be me. And, you know, I'll definitely have little guests come in and people, some of my friends that I've known forever, people in the entertainment industry that I've known forever, you know, have them come in and out, but ultimately this is just going to be me on a weekly basis. It's also my, my, I would love to have, you know, my listeners and people who've been following me to be also my co-host as well. There's actually a option on the Anchor app on the Anchor website to where you can actually voice in your questions and comments or whatever, and I could actually input them on the show. So I'll probably look into that later this week and let you guys know. And just a news flash, just to let the girls know my Christmas tree is finally taken down. Oh my Lord Jesus, y'all was really, y'all was really wearing my nerves out. Y'all was really wreaking havoc on my nerves when it came to this damn Christmas tree. I was just like, can I live? I mean, what the fuck? Can I live? Can I live? Can I fucking live? I kid you not. I posted something. I forgot what I posted. 
oh, I was asking the girls like, hey, what what are what are some good things for me to watch at night or you know on Netflix, Hulu, whatever, all that shit. And nobody gave me any good suggestions. Everybody kept saying, bitch, take your tree down. Take your tree down. Take your tree down. You ain't got no business watching TV. You got to take your Christmas tree down. Bitch, can I live? Can I fucking live? Can I fucking live? So, I mean, I'm not really trying to be, like, shady or anything like that. But the ornaments were incredibly, insanely expensive. And... Um, it's also my fault that I bought like all this hand blown fucking glass and crystal fucking ornaments. So I just didn't want to like throw them in like a bag. So we were waiting, me and my assistant, Serena, we were waiting for them to, you know, to order actual great packaging to like put them in because they're super, super de delicate. So needless to say, the goddamn Christmas tree is out, which I'm also really excited about because now I'm able to have that free up some space in my home um but yes just because let me tell you the girls was really like bitch they was cracking jokes talking about you need to watch a documentary on how to take down a christmas tree <laughs> you need i was like damn am i gonna cry oh my god it's you know y'all it's still holly jolly you know festive moments here in my home and y'all really trying to shut it down um so <laughs> So needless to say, the Christmas tree's gone. These bitches don't support me. These bitches are waiting for my motherfucking downfall, bitch. But I would never motherfucking fall. This episode of the Solomon Ray podcast is sponsored by, well, what do you know? Santo Santo Jewelry. What better way to have sponsors than be the bitch who own a whole entire building, bitch? AKA me. Anyways, <laughs> um, a lot of you guys know I run this brand, but also I just want to give you a little back background story. I started this jewelry brand over a year ago out of a necessity of needing iced out chains for like music videos and photo shoots and performances. Um, but the thing is, I just couldn't find them anywhere except for at like Santee Alley or cheap swap meet type places. And that's just really not my gig. It's not it's very off-brand for me. So, I mean, I have submerged myself in all things jewelry, studying the whole entire craft. I searched high and low for jewelers. It took me, honestly, about three months to find the jewelers that I was really, you know, willing to work with. So anyways, I finally found the right people to work with. So all the jewelry on Santo Santo is made of hypoallergenic and nickel-free metals and plated not once, not twice, not even three times, but seven times with real 18 karat gold, silver, or rose gold. Most jewelry out on the market right now is plated with a standard two times, and that's kind of it. But, you know, I'm OD, so, you know, I like to be extra. So seven is my lucky number, and I insisted on all my jewelry to be plated seven times. Aside from that, it's all handmade and all of our stones are handset. We offer a great quality at an attainable and reasonable price. Valentine's Day is around the corner, so be sure to enjoy some of our latest styles with 20% off your entire purchase using code PODCAST. Head over to Santo Santo and use code PODCAST for 20% off your entire order. That's SantoXSanto.com. S-A-N-T-O-X-S-A-N-T-O.com with promo code PODCAST for 20% off your entire order today. Now let's get back to the show.
I'm not big on celebrity culture, so I don't really know who the celebrities are now. I don't really pay attention to them. I swear to God, I really don't know these girls. America, I want you to know that before I'm an American, I'm a Britney fan. <laughs> And it's not to be shady. It's really not. I just dead ass don't know none of these little tunchies, little coonchies, little coochies, little dookies. None of those people. I dead ass don't know. I wouldn't. They could literally walk right into my motherfucking home and I would not know who they are. So I know a lot of the girls be like, oh, you should talk about Lori Harvey and talk about her and, and that one guy. I said, who the fuck is a Lori Harvey? Mind you, bitch. I, to this very fucking second in my life, in my existence, I don't know who that girl is. And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be... I'm, I know she's like a celebrity way fam more famous than me. She probably got way more money than me. I'm 1 billion percent sure of that. I just don't know who she is. I don't know if she's Steve Harvey's daughter, niece, nephew. I don't know who a Lori Harvey is. As a matter of fact, let me just look this up. I got the fucking computer in front of me right now. Let me see. Lori, I don't even know how you spell that. L A U R I E Harvey. I'm hoping it's Harvey as in O L O R I. Okay, here we go. Lori Harvey. Okay, so wow, a green bean. You know, like uh, it ain't that deep. Parents. Oh, okay. So her dad is Steve Harvey. Okay, okay. She's 24. She's beautiful. She's really cute. What does she do though? Wow, a green bean. Oh, she's dating Michael B. Jordan. P.S. Foxy Brown is in her limo now on her way to the studio. Okay, cool. Bitch, see, this is how I don't be knowing none of this shit, bitch. So, as much as I would love to talk about hot topics, it may not come as natural to me, and I don't want to force it. So, um, yeah, she's really beautiful. Uh, I, what does she do, though? Grandparents. But, all right, cute, great. I don't know really what the big deal is. I didn't really open none of those links, but... um. Good for her. Okay, cool. So when it comes to like celebrity shit, bitch, I really am not good at that. Like I might be able to talk about a couple things, but like unless it comes natural to me, then I'll talk about it. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell, <laughs> right, let me tell you, we don't care. But, girl. So yesterday I got a bunch of new stuff, styles for my jewelry website. Um, and... It was like really cute little bamboo earrings and hoop earrings and things that I personally love because they are just really reminiscent of the girls that I grew up with and I admired growing up. Um, I, you know, I, I just call them like round the way girls, like the girls from the block, like the girls from the hood, like, you know, like they always were the purveyors of swag. So I was on Snapchat and I was basically talking about how it's slightly no not slightly it is very unnerving for me it may not be unnerving for you and a lot of people but for me it's very unnerving to see specifically white people you know take our style and our swag and resell it back to our communities and ourselves and more specifically when it comes to me in correlation to me you know i own and run a jewelry website as a lot of you guys know and I'm not the only one selling selling the shit that I got on my website. I'm not. You know, like some of the thing, these things I have sketched and designed and I own the patents on and I those are mine exclusively. But 80% of the things on my website, you could probably find anywhere else. It may not be the, the quality, but, you know, it is what it is. So moving right along, a lot of these jewelry websites, 
I realized after being in the game for a cute little moment, they're all ran and owned by white people. One of them is owned by two rich white boys. And then another one is a white, white woman. Nothing wrong to them. Nothing, no shade to them. Ain't trying to knock nobody's hustle. Nothing like that. But sometimes I do sit back. Like when, when those individuals and those two websites first started, it was a different type of vibe. And the more and more I see some of their stuff, you know, floating around the internet, seeing some of their ads, seeing some of their posts and stuff, it's giving, it's giving like, I'm seeing more bamboo earrings. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing more Figaro chains. I'm seeing more initials and like things that I grew up seeing in my environment from the hood, like things that the round the way girls was wearing, things that the 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 guys who's hugging the block, shit that they was wearing, shit that we were getting in trouble at school for even wearing. So it's just interesting to see these jewelry websites really adopt this, um, and I hate to use the word urban, but like adopt this style and this swag that was invented by black and brown people, specifically black and Latin, Latino people in certain environments and urban environments, seeing them take that and then repackage it and sell it even more right back to us. And to me, I mean, like I said, it may not bother you, but me as one of those people who also owns a jewelry company, it's just kind of like, bitch, you you don't even know, you don't, you don't even know what none of this shit is about. You not fab like, you not fab like that to be doing all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no shade. Like, y'all was wearing Roxy and Vans and Abercrombie and Fitch and Air Apostle, El Apostle, whatever, Hollisters and the little Billabongs and Quicksilver and Massimo and all that shit, which is no tea on none of that shit. But it's like, you bitches wasn't wearing fucking bamboo earrings. You know what I'm saying? Like, you bitches wasn't wearing Kooji sweaters. You wasn't wearing no FUBU, um, Fila sweatsuits with the with the left leg rolled up to, through your calf. Like, that wasn't what the swag that you was giving, girl. You was you was literally pushing a Razor, Razor scooter and a fucking skateboard. Nothing wrong with that. Blasting Blink-182. Nothing wrong with that either. But it's just like, I don't mind... It being sold, but it's just like y'all don't even have the reference points. Y'all don't even know what none of this shit even comes from. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the girls are not doing their thing, but they're not doing it. So, anyways, make a very long tangent short. I, you know, talked about that yesterday because I don't care when non black or brown people adopt our swag we're swag people we swagged out people we got all the swag you know what i'm saying that it, it's no tea on that but it just sucks because i remember being suspended for wearing you know a raiders jacket being suspended because i would etch out the nike logo in my hair um, and have my uncle do it. You know, there were certain things that we would get in trouble for. You couldn't have acrylic nails. You couldn't have, you know, bamboo earrings. All that stuff was ghetto. All that stuff was like promoting drug um, drug culture and all this other fuck shit that we got in trouble for. We was deemed as less than. So 
It just sucks when you see white people doing it and then all of a sudden, oh, it's in vogue. Oh, let's feature this in Allure magazine. Oh, yeah, let's, you know what? Let's put this on Anna Wintour's top 10 of the, like, when it gets to that point, I'm just like, hold on, bitch. You got to run me a check for that, bitch. You got to run everybody in the hood a little check for that because this, this is, this should be a fucking crime. Like, you're stealing, like, I know when it comes to, like, intellectual property and stuff like that. Trust me, I understand all that. But it's really encroaching on just incredulous areas of of just kind of like stealing things and making it yours, profiting off of it. And then because you're white, it's polished off and it's looked through a different lens. So I'm just kind of overseeing that over and over and over again. And trust me, you know, I've, I've seen that my whole life, but me also operating and being black, being Latino and owning my own website and my own jewelry brand, you know, being kind of not, I don't want to say the underdog, but you know, I'm, I'm not doing the volume that they, they doing. And to see that, I'm just like, yo, like, it's just, it's just interesting. That's all. Bitch, like you that girl. You not fab like, you not fab like that to be doing all of that. Learn your place, earn your spot. And bitch, it's not like I'm jealous or anything like that. It's really not. It's just, I just don't like seeing that happen, especially because we are some of the most creative people in the world. And it just sucks to not see, you know, even us in ads. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I'm also very, once I get, once this little panty is over and I can get back to doing photo shoots and making things you know, nice, nicer for my website and stuff like that. I definitely want to do more like little photos and campaigns and stuff, but I'm very adamant of, I want the people who I grew up seeing wear this, these um, pieces of jewelry. I want to see them in my ads. You know what I'm saying? You put bamboo earrings on a white girl. It's going to be cute. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's going to be cute, but I personally want to see it on the girls who y'all deemed ghetto or um you know not fashionable or too street too you know rough around the edges the girls y'all tease i want to see my jewelry on those girls and what they look like you know who actually have real baby lay me downs you know not just cutting they fucking edges of they girl and i'm not getting into that because bitch if i see another motherfucker cut off <laughs> separate the first the, the 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 perimeter of their hairline and cut it off to make some baby baby hairs i'm gonna lose it call the police we need to call the police i'm gonna really have to call the aliens and be like come get me because earth is ghetto earth is ghetto i wanna leave can you be I'm out on the street by the corner store, you know the one on 15th, got a bright shirt on so I'm easy to see. Anyway, so when I said that yesterday, I was like, all right, whatever, I'm going to close my phone, get back to work, da 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 Then my sister texts me, okay? And for those of you who don't know, um, I am black and Mexican, but I was adopted at a very, very young age, at like one and a half to... A black family so this is my 
like not my not my blood sister like we're not but she my sister you know I don't think of her anything less than and she don't think of me nothing less than but that's just my sister but just to give you like the context so she sent me a photo of Kim Kardashian West and the cap the not the caption but the message that she sent me she's yo first off my sister's hysterical my sister's fucking hysterical I might need to get her ass up on this motherfucking podcast, but she's fucking hilarious. You think, like, she's hysterical. But anyway, so I'm, I read everything in her voice. But anyway, so her, her she sent me this photo of Kim Kardashian West. And, <laughs> and <laughs> this is not funny, but her message said everything, because she's not being funny, but I know my sister, I like to tease her and stuff, so... That's just a thing between us. But anyways, so she she said, everything about this screams black girl, and that's a problem for me. So, okay, <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is because, not because my sister as a black woman is insulted, but my, sis, <laughs> my sister has, like, no fucking chill. She has, like, such a short, <laughs> such a short temper, and she be really on go. Like, she be on go all the time. Like, she be ready to, like, do you want to fight? Do you need to fight? Cause we could fight. So that's, so I read it in her, like everything about this screams black girl. And that's a problem for me. And I'm just like, yo, she's really, she's ready. She's, it's, it's about to be on site with Kim Kardashian. West. <laughs> if her and my sister ever made it in the same coordinates. So the photo is, I guess a photo, like a, um, a photo for Kim's body shape wear line that she has out called skims, which Girl, we could really get into this, but I don't want to go on this this tangent because I'm good for a tangent and I'm trying to stay focused. But the logo design was stolen and ripped off by, from by Kanye West from Azealia Banks, and they never gave Azealia Banks her credit. But like most black women, they never get their credit, and people just keep stealing from them. And it's crazy because Kanye West is a black man, and you know, I'm not going down that road because, bitch, that's a slippery slope. And we'll be here for a few. We'll we'll be here all week talking about this. We'll be here all week. So let's just tuck that back into the dark crevices and the ar- archives of another episode. And we can re- revisit that at another time. So anyways, back to the Kim thing. So Kimberly is seen here wearing, I guess, it's, she actually looks beautiful. That's one thing I will always give Kim is she's a gorgeous lady. I like the fact that she has been using her platform in such a great positive way. And the thing about Kim is I, I like her. There's something very likable about her that I really actually enjoy. However, how fucking ever, her and her family just be treading a little too close to the shit that I don't like. So anyway, so she's seen, <laughs> my sister's comment is hysterical. So she's seen here in her skims outfit um and she has on herringbone neck- necklace. She has crimped out yakky hair. She got some glasses on. She looked like she's in at Waffle House and with some she's drizzling some Aunt Jemima syrup on some waffles and that's the extent of the photo. And to those who, I, I'll just be honest, those who were not raised in a black household or know anything about um, our culture and our reference points, you won't see any issue with this photo at all. So 
you could fast forward to this part because I ain't speaking to you. But if you want to be educated and maybe get a better insight, cool. But if you're going to be combative and slide up in my DMs and start finding my personal emails and shit saying that I'm wrong for this, kiss my motherfucking ass. Kiss my ass! But this, my sister's right. This does scream black girl, and that is a problem for me, too. It's giving, it's giving, what did I tell my sister? I said, it's giving Aunt Jemima. It's the yakky hair for me. Oh, no, this bitch is skating way too close to the edge. Like, you're not a trap queen, Kimberly, cooking breakfast for the hood motherfuckers on Wednesday. Like, that's really what it's giving. And it's just... It's just the imagery is just not in correlation to someone like Kimberly. Like, ma'am, you're a white woman who grew up in Beverly Hills. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you're Middle Eastern, but you were a white Caucasian woman. You were Armenian, okay, from the Caucasus Mountains, bitch. You're Caucasian. So you are a white woman who grew up in Beverly Hills. And there's nothing wrong with it. I love white women. Like, I'm... Eventually, sometimes I just want to aspire to have the attitude of a white woman. That's honestly goals. But it's the it's the it's the crimped up yakky hair for me. And this. I think bothers me more than anything. Yes, it's the waffles. Yes, it's the pancakes and the syrup. And like it's all that. But it's the hair for me. Because it's like, why don't you just use the regular texture of your hair? Why? Why? Like, I don't, un- I don't understand, like, why white people just don't want to enjoy the abilities of just being white. Don't you want to just enjoy those perks? I hear it's lovely. I hear it's actually superb. I hear that it's just the land of motherfucking milk and honey, bitch. And I don't know why you don't want to just live and and stay in that. Why do you want to come over to the dark side, bitch? And it's funny because I think a few years ago, Kylie Jenner did some sort of photo. I remember seeing this. And before I could read the comments, I said, bitch, they just tacked on a yakky, yakky pack to the back on her ponytail. Kylie Jenner had like her hair slicked back in a ponytail because I love me a ponytail, bitch. Ooh, Savannah loves a ponytail. So her hair was slicked all the way back, looking gorgeous as she she is. They're beautiful girls. And attached to her silky straight, slicked back hair was literally a pack of yakki. And if you don't know what yakki is, just go please Google it, girl. I don't got time to explain. But you could see two different textures. And it was just alarming because... It was just kind of like a blatant, like, yes, there's two different textures of my hair. And what? And it just kind of brought me back to a time when girls, black girls specifically, would get teased when the texture of their hair didn't match the extensions or the hair that they bought from the Korean shop. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and not for nothing, I'm going to throw myself under the bus because, bitch, I used to tease them too, bitch. We used to roll, bitch, if you came on the playground or you came to church and your your texture wasn't matching, bitch, we was about to roast you, bitch. (laughs) We was going to roast you. We might not roast you to your face, but we definitely going to roast you in the back, um, behind your back, girl. Like, the girls was really giving yakky, like, you know, regular hair texture with a silky straight ponytail. And we were like, yo, bitch, like, you can't. They make so many different textures, even at then. Like, it, it, hair has advanced to, like, some new technological shit that it's just 
on a different level now in 2021 than it was back in the 90s when I was growing up. But girl, you were really trying to, if you had a silky straight <laughs> ponytail attached to your hair, girl. <laughs> when I, it's just, it was the first thing we would do was be able to roast you. So, but here's here's also the thing. It it's no excuse and you know, you get older and you mature and you learn certain things are just not okay. But as a community, bitch, we going to roast you, girl. It's not good, but let us roast you, but nobody else outside of this community better roast you cuz bitch, then we going to fight. Then we really going to fight. So that's really what it was giving back in the day. So it's just interesting to see someone like Kylie Jenner do the opposite. Have her natural hair be silky straight and then the extensions be yakky. So I'm just like, this is so crazy. And then it's like viewed as high fashion and it's editorial and it's it's cool and trendy. And it's like, mm, but you didn't say that to Lakeisha while she was getting roasted in, in um, Bible study, bitch. Like <laughs> she was getting roasted, you know, but Kylie Jenner being a white girl, she doesn't get roasted. She gets that privilege. She gets that pass. So that's what I'm saying is... I don't have a problem with you having yakky hair on. I don't have a problem with you selling bamboo earrings on your white people website. I don't have a problem with you doing all and taking all of our swag and stuff. Like I have no problems really generally with that. It's my problem is when y'all motherfuckers do it, you make more money than us. When y'all motherfuckers do it, it's cool. It's trendy. You get the, the, the praise. And when we do it still to this fucking day, we're still deemed ghetto. We're still trash. It's We don't get that privilege of it being high fashion. A bitch in the Bronx right now can walk around with them bamboo earrings with her name in, in the middle of them and she's going to look like a ghetto hood bitch. But a white bitch in fucking West Hollywood is going to pump through and she's going to be like, oh, she is so cute. Can I take a photo for you and put it on my Insta? Like, that's what she's going to give to this fucking day. So it's not, I don't have an issue with you wearing bamboo earrings. It's just, if you could wear bamboo earrings with your name on them right now as a white woman and it be cool, then it needs to transcend for black girls and Latina girls too. It got to trans transcend for us too to in 2020. So a black bitch should be able to wear them and it'd be like, oh, that is so trendy. That is so cute. Exact. It should be the exact same thing. But until then, bitch, tread lightly. Tread lightly. And I'm not going to take my foot off your fucking neck. And you're going to always get it again and again and again because these bitches... So when I see shit like this of like Kim and mind you, I like Kim down. I think she's a really beautiful, but bitch, the crimped up hair, Kim, tread lightly, bitch. You don't, you don't even eat fucking waffles, bitch. You don't eat Kim, Kim, sis. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not really giving the give. Like, this is not really you. You are a white bitch who grew up in Pe Beverly Hills or Bel Air or one of them fucking white ass neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? You came from money. You didn't, this is not what you dress like. You know, and it's just, it's just very explo exploitative and it's just doesn't make me feel good. And that's the, that is the whole gist of what the fuck I was saying yesterday in my rant. And listen, I'm not going to try to make this podcast a, a moment of just me ripping into people because I don't also like that either. But bitch, I, that enough was enough. I, and it was just the way the motherfucking planets aligned, bitch. Cause I just got finished saying this shit. And then my sister sent me some shit with Kim, with these damn waffles. And I told my sister, I said, bitch, were you on my story? Were you watching me? And she was like, no, what are you talking about? I said, I was just literally closed out of the damn app. And this is exactly what the fuck I was talking about. So hopefully for the non-black and non, especially non-black and also non-Latino -Latin, people, 
and you know just people who really kind of deal with fucking cultural appropriation when you hear me say that um say these things and especially yesterday hopefully this kind of slightly explains it but also i'm not a fucking teacher all right i, I bitch i i ain't got no certifications and i'm not I'm not trying to teach and educate the girls for free. I know some of my friends would be like, you know what you should do? You should go go online and explain this to people. I say, I ain't explaining shit, bitch. I ain't, I, this is not my job, okay, bitch. Y'all motherfuckers lay up on the internet day in, day out with free Wi-Fi and, and LG, 5G, triple G, um, quadruple G, double D fucking internet service. And you could Google every damn thing else. Bitch, Google, Google what some of these things mean. I'm not I'm not teaching motherfucking shit no more. I, I, I stopped doing that in 2016. It's exhausting. You are need to be a responsible, mature adult and figure it out yourself. Um, so moving right along. So as a lot of you guys know, I'm always kind of and I really hate admitting this because it just seems like something I don't want to be even openly admitting to having to deal with as a 34 year old man. But <clears throat> some of you guys know that I I have my little moments with the people who live in this building where I live. And it, I, it's just not something I thought I, could, I was signing up for. You know, when I, when I moved into this apartment building, I thought it was going to be cute and cunt. And it was going to give like, you know, grown and sexy. I thought with the price point and the area and the location. Like, I thought it was just going to give like you know, professional people, people who go to bed at certain hours, even though I'm up till 4 a.m. in the morning, but like people who were just adults, responsible. I don't know. I just, I just assume that I, I, I've never really been around hooligans and y'all know day one and me moving in this motherfucker. Somebody already went into my apartment. There was parties being thrown, the cocaine corner, like the stories just keep going and going and going. And at some point, I'm just like, y'all motherfuckers gotta gotta relax. It's it's too much. Y'all can't be this this can't be it all damn day. So there is a message board for our community and people who live in this apartment building. And people like put like little messages and stuff like that. And I don't ever really post, but one time, a few weeks ago, this lady ended up getting all sorts of stuff delivered to her, like, you know, those subscription boxes with all the little cosmetics in them, tons of Amazon boxes. She ordered a book and just like a whole bunch of stuff in the mailroom. This hoe took the fucking boxes, all right, opened all of them, took all her merchandise and left all the fucking boxes astrew, like just every, like, it was a fucking mess. I said, what the fuck? Why would somebody do this? And I looked and it had her name on them and her apartment number. On all, and I'm, I'm really, I, I have a tendency to be dramatic, but like, I'm not for this. There was about eight to 10 boxes. I took photos because I was like, this can't, this cannot be true. I had Serena come down. I said, girl, look at this because I'm, this is not a real thing. Who leaves all these boxes? Like, it wasn't like she broke down the boxes or put them in the trash can. It wasn't like there was no trash can. Bitch, the trash can was right there less than six inches away from where you could have put it in. But no, she just left a fucking mess, just trash everywhere. So I'm like, okay. And I got to thinking, I said, hold on, bitch. What I could do is be petty and put all this trash, you know, in front of her door. I said, but you know what, Solomon, don't do that. Don't, don't, you, you, you better than this. 
So I got up on the motherfucking message board and I acted like a white woman. I ended up typing a little letter, took all the photos. I had her name, her apartment building. And I said, hey, Holly. Hey, girl. Um, Didn't know if you know this, but your trash is downstairs. And if you need any help knowing where like the recycling bins are, the trash cans are, please let me know. And if you need any help understanding how to break down boxes or how to empty trash, these are some YouTube tutorials on how to do so. And also, if you do need any help on like buying trash bags and stuff like this, these are some links to Target, Costco, Ralph's, and Walmart, and other places where you can buy trash bags and stuff. That's me just being petty because I'm natural, like... I'm trying my best, the older I get, not to be petty, but it's just like, this woman could have been, well, okay, she looks like 49 years old, but she was probably like 30. Like, you're a grown-ass woman, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, who, who did you think was going to pick up after you? Oh, I know, I know exactly who you thought was going to pick up after you. The Mexican ladies who clean up throughout the building, I, yep. That's who you thought was going to clean up, clean up after you. Well, needless to say, it got fixed and whatnot. So, boom. There's always some bullshit. Always some fucking bullshit. You know, me backing motherfuckers up in the corner of the elevator. Somebody call me a pansy with the dogs. And it's just, it's always a motherfucking issue. And I'm trying my best not to act the way I know I can get to. And, you know, eventually it probably is this podcast progresses and some of you guys know most of my stories and stuff like that but um anger issue is something I've been dealing with since I've been a little kid and I'm much 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 better with it but bitch it's still a work in progress so it's always some bullshit so as you guys know we in a little panorama a cute little panty and I just am really kind of surprised that nobody in this building Wears a mask. They don't put one on. What is what is wrong with you? I mean, what is your malfunction? I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm just gonna assume these motherfuckers got the motherfucking antibodies or something like that because it don't make no damn sense to me. Uh, all y'all, all y'all motherfuckers can't have the fucking antibody. Now all y'all done got COVID now, girl. Y'all all got COVID. Nah, bitch. So at. It's just getting to the point where I'm just like, you know what? Let it go. Let it go. Don't, don't, you know, don't let it send you Solomon. Don't let it get you to those areas because you got too much to lose. So I was looking at the little message board that, you know, residents post on. And I'm seeing people pleading with others. Especially, these are like older people, like people who are like 40 and up. Who are asking these young kids like, hey, please put on a mask. Please do this. Please don't, you know, be in the elevator with 10 people and da 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 woo do woo And it's really breaking my heart because I'm like, you know, some people have like children who are battling cancer. People who um, are taking care of elderly people and just whatever. And one person who has a daughter with a, a compromised immune system and blah, 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 woo do woo And I'm just reading these things like these motherfuckers really don't give a fuck. So, me being the petty person that I am, um, and a little bit about me is I'm always someone who, when people don't, who, who, people who are not able to stick up for themselves, 
I have always been the type of person to really, really go to bat for them. Me and Serena are the same people. We call them our little boo-boo kitties. Like, when somebody fucking around with somebody and they too afraid or too timid and don't really have the gall or the gumption to really stick up for themselves, bitch, we gonna be there. That's gonna be us. Hello? Hi. You got a problem? Yeah, you got a problem with us. So that's kind of how we've always been. Um, So I went on to the little message board, you know, just being dramatic and petty and I posted a little note on the little message board and I just wanted to share wanted to share it with you because I'm rereading this like a day later I'm like yo Solomon you didn't really have to do all that but this is my letter it goes hey just a gentle reminder when writing the elevator despite your personal beliefs possible intrigue to conspiracy or a lifetime of privilege and living outside of the realm of rules and regulations Regardless of all of that, because I don't care, I truly don't, but let's try our best to be decent, nice human beings and wear a mask when we're in closed spaces, such as, you know, well, an elevator. Considering most of you guys don't wear a mask, I've just come to the sad conclusion that wearing one is incredibly debilitating and or a daunting task. But see, what's actually debilitating is the spread of COVID-19 to the people in this building with compromised immune systems, such as the mother who posted on this message board earlier pleading with you guys to consider her young daughter's health issues. In the advent, and I'm saying in the advent, that you save your money and own your own house and can live on your own and abide by your own rules or lack thereof, This is just a reassuring reminder that none of us fall in this category and all of us rent units in this building owned and operated by a rental conglomerate. Karma is neither tangible nor predictable, but it is reciprocated. It costs nothing to be a good human being. Again, let's move forward with empathy and togetherness. The universe will thank you. So that was my little, you know, petty ass fucking little message. And... (laughs) I'm just trying my best to not get to these levels. So I think maybe this might be a cute little segment. Let me know how you guys like it. But I think it's going to be like the petty segment to where I'm only allotted one petty thing to do each week. And I think this is my weekly petty instance. So let me know if you guys want me to probably include that in the podcast as like a possible segment but yes if not just want to give you guys a reminder girl like just put the fucking mask on bitch it's it 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 ain't got it's really not that hard ho it's not we're not asking you to fucking cure cancer bitch we ain't asking you to divide stem cells and and climb up a fucking ladder and do a somersault and be Dominique Dawes, bitch. We ain't asking you to do all that. We're just literally, bitch, put the fucking mask on. And what's really fucking goofy is, bitch, you got to put the fucking mask on when you go into the fucking grocery store. You got to put one every fucking place you go to. Bitch, why What's why y'all want to be so fucking combative and, and fucking rebellious when it comes to wearing one in a, an apartment building with other motherfuckers? But, bitch, in an elevator... And see, I'm not trying to get like this. I'm really not trying to get aggravated and heated and stuff like that. But I already backed up in. I already got one person backed up in a corner in the elevator the other a few weeks ago. And I had to really remind myself and talk myself off a fucking ledge and be like, yo, Solomon, you got too much to lose. And this is where you lay your head at night. 
So don't get too froggy. But um, yeah, so that's that, that, you know, enough of that. Again, like I said, please just wear your motherfucking mask, girl. Okay, so our first Ask Solomon is from, um, hmm, I'm gonna call her baby girl because she did say she wanted to keep her name private. And so we'll call her baby girl. She says, hi, Solomon. I'm a customer of your brand and loyal follower. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Loyal follower on Snapchat. So excited for your podcast, girl. Yes. Anyways, my husband and I want a second baby, but he may want it a little earlier than I do. He would. Okay. So that's, that's the end of the question. That's so where do we go from here, baby girl? That's it. Wait, let me reread. He may want it a little earlier than I do. So what's because that's where I'm going to end it. Because, bitch, if you basically just say you don't want a child right now. So that's the end of the let's move on to the next question. So that's it. Um, He may want a little earlier. Yeah, girl, what's the issue? Because whatever you say goes, honey. Anyways, let me just finish this. He wants to start trying now because our four year old is obviously getting older and they won't be close in age if we keep waiting. And his younger sister is already pregnant with her second. So I don't know if he feels pressured or what, but my concern is getting pregnant, going through it, and giving birth in a freaking hospital during COVID. I've heard terrible stories of mothers getting sick and even dying after giving birth because they caught COVID. And then others are, of course, were just fine. I'm terrified of getting sick already, but especially while I'm pregnant. His argument is, we don't know how long COVID will be here. And he's right. I need an honest and real opinion. Am I smart for waiting to wanting to wait because of COVID or should we go for it? Thank you, Solomon. I love you and congratulations on everything you're doing. Well, thank you, baby girl. Um, in, in a nutshell, in a, in, in a nutshell, if you don't want to have a baby, period, like you don't have to have a baby. Like that's, I don't. Okay, let me do another disclaimer. Let me do a couple disclaimers before I really get into your your question. First disclaimer, I'm not a licensed therapist, bitch. I, I bitch, I barely got my life together. Okay, so I'm not offering like major advice. I'm just giving the girls my perspective and how I would um, approach some of these things. So bitch, don't be like, oh, bitch, Solomon says something and, and then in, end up in a shitty situation. <laughs> Girl, just please, like... <laughs> Just please take what I say, what I say with a grain of salt. So, yes, I'm not a licensed therapist. I, I can't really be giving out hardcore, like, concrete advice. Just please take it with a grain of salt, blah, blah, blah. Second, I do have a very callous approach, which is not my best quality. So, meaning I'm quick to be like, okay, let him go. Get rid of him. And I've learned that's not... A feasible option for 99% of the population. I get that. So if I am callous or even sometimes condescending, it's not coming from a callous or condescending place, which I'm sure it really is, but it's coming from a loving place. Trust me. <laughs> so, okay. So back to your question. Listen, if you don't want to have a baby, that's fine. Just wait. I don't, I dead ass don't see the issue in waiting. I understand like he might want to have his, his kids closer in age and you said your first child is four years old so if the child's six when you give birth what's the difference you know what i'm saying like 
it, it ain't going to be that they're still going to be siblings. They're still going to love each other. And it's up to you guys to be able to facilitate and nurture a great home to where your siblings are close. That's your responsibility. It's not up to really anybody else besides you guys. And that's the work that you guys will have to do if case you wanted your um, your children to be close. But the thing about it is I know people will say, you know, and they tell this to me all the time because I'm single and I'm not budging for shit. Girl, I'm not budging for shit. I'm just not. And everyone always tells me, you know, a relationship is 50-50. A relationship is compromise. You know, it's a give or take. It's a give or take. Well, bitch, I can't be giving too much giving, honey. I, I got I only got a little bit of give to give, honey. And 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 if it's it might get to the point it's too much. So I need I need a little bit of take. Okay. I've been giving motherfuckers a lot of shit for the whole my whole life. And quite frankly, I want to lay up in my, you know, in my home, in my life, in the comfort of my my shit. And I want to be able to take some shit. I'm, I'm tired of giving, but I'm out, bitch. I ain't got it. I'm out. So I understand the girls be like, oh, it's a give and take. It's a give and take. Yes. I, I'm just going to agree with the girls. I don't really know what that's like, but apparently it's a give and take. So let's just say it's a give and take. And it's a negotiation and you got to, you know, it's all about compromise. Okay, bitch, we can compromise on shit like, oh, can we spend an extra 30, 30 minutes um, this evening watching television. I want to be able to have an hour to myself on the weekends. Can we do this? Do you think, um, I would imagine compromise is something like that. Compromise in my personal opinion is not bitch. Let me be injected with my man's semen bitch and impregnate a motherfucking embryo and let this motherfucking embryo lay up in my motherfucking uterus and my coochie for 10 nine months bitch and hold this motherfucking child in while i'm uncomfortable and scared of motherfucking covid that to me is not compromise i'm sorry if if the, if somebody's listening to this and be like bitch that's what you got to do in a relationship and the bitch get me out of i don't want one I don't want one. And if that's what a marriage is, then bitch, I'm going to stay unmarried, honey. I just, that's not for me. But you ultimately are the girl who's carrying this child. And if you don't feel comfortable because of COVID, and if you want to wait another year, wait another year. And I know you mentioned um, his argument was, you don't know how long COVID is going to be for. True. That is a very valid statement. We don't know. However, we're on the path. If, you know, if God willing and the creek don't rise, we on the path to getting out of this hellhole. It may not go right snap back to reality and, you know, excuse me, snap back to what our previous reality was. But it's going to be a little bit different, I believe, especially with vaccinations rolling out. And the possibility of herd immunity, and especially with Biden's um, inauguration. I mean, his well, girl, he's going to be inaugurated tomorrow. And by the time this episode comes out, he's going to be our president. So with the Biden administration, I believe it's not going to be another full on year of this. I believe maybe you guys can reconvene and think about this shit in a year and see how you feel. Again, see how you feel. Um, but if you don't feel comfortable, then that's really where the conversation ends. I'm sorry. I'm, that's a little too invasive and a little too, um, I don't know the right word. It's a little too creepy for someone to pressure me to 
have something grow in my uterus. Girl, I, <laughs> girl, you're not going to tell me to cut my hair a certain way, do my makeup a certain way, look a certain way, lose weight a certain way, and you're damn sure and definitely, definitely, for real, for real, not going to tell me, bitch, carry some shit up in your motherfucking uterus. Bitch, I wish somebody would force me into some shit like that. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. So, girl, I'm sure you definitely want the kids to be closer in age and stuff. But I feel like if you want to just wait another year and see what's happening and just wait it out, that's perfectly fine. I believe that. Also, I mean, I don't have kids. But if I were to have kids or like a surrogate or some shit like that, I for sure, hell for sure, wouldn't want my surrogate or anybody caring to my motherfucking child to be walking around with some damn COVID. Mm-mm. No, bitch. Especially some of these new reports of saying that like some bitches are having psych um psychotic breaks. Um, COVID, some some of the symptoms are the girls is really losing their motherfucking shit and hearing voices. Oh no, bitch. And you gotta um have a baby and cook a baby inside of your coochie? No. Mm-mm. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard no for me. You know, good luck to your husband. And I would just talk to him and explain maybe your fears and but also keep it open-ended to where you could be like hey you know I do want to have a child with you and I want to have the child as soon as possible but let's see how this pandemic is going to pan out no pun intended pan out and see where we're going to be in eight months see where we're going to be in 10 months in 12 months and then let's start but I do want to have a child with you it's just I don't feel comfortable right now and in order to be have a healthy happy motherfucking beautiful ass baby I got to be mentally available you know what I got to be mentally there I got to be tuned in to the motherfucking greatest all right I got to be right on track bitch and if I'm over here worried about getting some damn corona and and some more shit, it ain't gonna. It's no bitch. That the stress you gonna put on your baby and nah. It's sorry, baby girl. It's really gonna be a no for me. But good luck and please keep me posted. Um, feel free to send in another email if you have any updates because I'm sure we all want to keep posted. And I'm wishing you the best. So our next question comes from Desperate and Confused. She writes, Hey Solomon, so excited for your podcast. Congratulations again. My question isn't related to this damn pandemic. So I'm a single mom and have been really stressing out about putting my little girl in preschool and daycare because, you know, they get in the corona too. So over half a million children have been tested positive and over 100 kids have already died, even the ones that are healthy. And I've actually finally been able to go back to school to pursue my dream job that I finished a few months ago. But I can't get my license to do the job because I don't have anyone to help me with my daughter. So what should I do? Should I just take a chance and send her out or wait it out? Also, I don't want the damn corona myself. Girl, me neither. You know it takes out bitches like us over 30. Or should I just wait to get the vaccine? Because I live in the South and you know not everyone be wearing a damn mask. Please help. Any advice will be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Signed, Desperate and Confused. So, Desperate and Confused, girl, listen, I don't want the corona. I don't. Like, I know I be joking talking about, like, oh, you know, once I get the corona, I'm going to get the fucking antibodies. I'm going to be out up in the club in Atlanta. You know, girl, I'm going to get me a little piece of dick. Bitch, listen, if I get the if I get the antibodies, girl, I'm going to get me a little piece of dick. Mm-hmm. 
Give me a little piece of dick. Give me dick or give me death. Um, so I know I'd be really joking about that, but like, give me dick or give me death. All in all, like dead ass, like for real, for real, not for play, play, bitch. I dead ass don't want the corona because I don't know what the the fucking side effects is. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't even had the the damn corona for too long. We don't even know what it, what it's giving. And now the girls is talking about the girls is over here having psychotic breaks and shit. That's low key my biggest fear in life is to have a fucking psychotic break. I never would want that. It's like, we don't know what, what it's going to give. We don't really know. I don't want my fucking lungs crystallized because, you know, a bitch is trying to, you know, get right back into music. I took almost like, you know, a whole year off really of recording. And I'm not, I don't want no, no, no crystallized lungs. Okay. I don't want that. I don't like that. That's not something I enjoy in my life. And one of the, the craziest things, Desperate and Confused, is I've... I had like not a, a a doomed feeling or like a panic, but this year I learned or not learned, but it dawned on me. Literally, it just snapped into my head, and I just like, whoa, shit! That finally I'm living out my dreams. You know, I've pretty much I've kind of always lived out my dreams. I've always kind of done what I wanted to do and accomplished what I wanted to do. But finally, everything's hitting in place. I'm making the money. I've been deservant of all these damn years i'm independent i ain't gotta worry about no motherfucker i'm really just the happiest that i've been and i don't want to say i've always prayed for wealth or nothing like that but i've definitely what i'm what i have now i'm finally like what i've always wanted i'm finally getting i'll put it that way and it made me realize like damn bitch i got shit to live for now i I don't want to die like i know this sounds really like doomsday and like some scary shit but it made me realize like, oh, bitch, I really want to take care of my health now. I really want to be on this motherfucking earth. Now I just got to, now I just got in the building, bitch. Oh, no, ho, I ain't trying to leave, bitch. You ain't about to kick me out of this motherfucking club. Not just yet. Hell no, devil. Not today, Satan. Not today. So I am more cognizant and aware of I don't want to be reckless anymore. I can't punch motherfuckers in their motherfucking snout no more. I can't drag motherfuckers down the hall, down down the fucking stairs and elevate. Like, I can't do shit like that like I used to no more. I got way too much to lose because I got a life to live for. You know what I'm saying? And so you got a life to live for. You you know, you just finished. Um, you didn't tell me exactly what you did. You went back to school for. But you pursue, you're, you're, you're now able to work in your, your dream job. You know what I'm saying? So when those things start to pop into place, you have a different perspective. So listen, I get it. I would be in a pickle too, bitch. And it's, and and I know the girls in the South, bitch, don't wear no mask. But bitch, quite frankly, listen, damn near 80% of the motherfucking people in my building, and yes, for those asking, yes, they are, the people in my building don't be wearing no mask either. And... Girl, I'm not talking about that. Let's just move on because that's just going to make me angry and not make me be Christ-like. But so I get it. I totally get it. If I were you um, and if I was in your shoes, I I personally wouldn't put my baby girl in school because, girl, first off, kids is nasty. All right. Kids is some some adults is nasty. All right. And, 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 and nasty kids come from nasty adults, all right? And so, and we've already learned 
damn near 90% of the population is some nasty motherfuckers. So I really, let me tell you, the corona didn't open up my eyes to some shit that I, I wish I never opened them up to because I already knew motherfuckers was nasty, but I didn't know they was this nasty. So me personally, I just wouldn't feel comfortable sending my child off to school. Um, also, I wouldn't want them to miss school because I am a firm believer preschool, daycare, those first formative years, and read The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. You'll understand a little bit more about this. But those formative years, are it's so vital and so crucial in the development of children. And, you know, and, and just how they can can maneuver and, and go through the educational system in the United States with those first few years. You know, some people are like, oh, it ain't, it ain't really that deep. Like, when, if they're going to learn something, they're going to learn something. That's true. They will. However, studies have literally shown those first years, bitch, four or five, it's really, really, really important. After six, it's kind of like, well, bitch, you already missed your shot. I mean, it's, it's not a done deal, but like after the age of six, it's kind of like a wrap. Um, so I would never want to compromise my child's education. So I personally would be knee deep in that motherfucker, try my best to educate my child. And if that meant waiting another year to pursue my dream, I'm going to do that because in the end, it's going to be better for my child. And don't take, hopefully you don't take this the wrong way, but if you've already waited X amount of years to get this done, what's another 10 months? What's another 11 months? You know what I'm saying? Especially if it comes at the cost of your child possibly being behind when it comes to her schooling or just like learning shit and, and being able to form, um, you know, her, her thinking skills and stuff like that. Like if it's going to take away from that, I would just reconvene and get my license in a year. If you, ha if you have the means and the ability to do that, I would do that because I just, I don't know. I, I feel like school is really, really important. And I, I, the minute this pandemic happened, the first thing, and they started introducing teleschool and like children being taught by the, um, excuse me, over computers and stuff like that. I was like, oh shit, I feel bad for the six-year-olds. And instantly I thought about that. I said, damn, I really feel bad for those kids who are at that crucial tipping point of, you know, developing. I feel so bad for those kids who are just about to turn six and what they might miss out on. So again, if you want, it, the, the book is called The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. It's a really great book, um, I, you know, but best of luck. If you could swing it, that would be great. I mean, I don't want to be like, girl, do both. Because I know that's very taxing. And one thing I don't understand is a balance of life and work and, you know, all that shit. I don't know. what I, All I know how to do, bitch, is work. That's it. I don't, I don't know. Don't ask me how to relax, bitch. I don't know how to relax. I don't. I can't relax. My body doesn't relax. Like, I don't know what that means. I'm always thinking of like work, 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 work. Like a motherfucking Jamaican. Like a Mexican. I'm just nonstop. So... I don't want to say, girl, do both. Um, I mean, honestly, if I were you, I'd probably be, be doing both in tandem. But I'd, pr I'd put most of my emphasis on my child. And um, you seem like a really 
you know, grounded person who really loves her children because this is something that someone who loves their children is going to want to know. So hopefully that helped out a little bit, but please keep us posted um, and send us back another email with any updates. So that concludes the first episode of the Solomon Ray podcast. Shout out to everybody. I had fun. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Listen, I put this cute little one minute teaser or whatever over the weekend and you guys, I looked at the numbers and the the fact there's so many people who were waiting feverishly for this podcast really warms up my cold little heart. And I just want to say thank you guys. Um, That's, it's insane. I didn't really expect that to happen. Um, Also, aside from this podcast, I just want to give a thank you to everyone who has been following me and just been so supportive. Um... I think for the longest, I was so, I guess, not afraid of being myself, but I always treaded lightly in the guise of there's the possibility that somebody may not like what I say or how I act, or I'm too flamboyant, I'm too loud, I'm, you know, and that's not how musicians are supposed to act. That's not how recording artists should be like, and they should be. I, you know, I'm, I also come from like an old school era, so I just didn't know that that was something I'd be privy of to like be able to have that freedom of being myself. I always thought like I would be more chastised to being, you know, are, are, are either just viewed as loud and abrasive and to just have so many of you guys and literally so many of you guys being so supportive and there are no negative comments or there are no like bad responses and stuff it just makes me feel good and it makes me feel seen and appreciated appreciated and i also want to extend that to you and i also see you guys and i really appreciate you guys as well a lot of you guys have said like i've given you guys um something to look forward to throughout the day during this pandemic some people have said like i'm having a hard time with depression and you make me happier you know some people have said things like i'm I have eating disorders and and just even watching you cook has helped me or has forced me to get out of my depression and cook for myself and whatever, whatever the case may be, I see them all and I really appreciate them. And while okay, so one thing you're going to learn about me is I'm such an emotional girl. Like I'm literally like, okay, so I'm a, ca- a Capricorn, okay? I'm a Capricorn, and we're known to be, like, these strong, independent people. Mm, excuse me. And we are, don't get me wrong, like, we're, like, workaholics, but there's, like, a super emotional side to us that um, I think... It gets suppressed a lot. <laughs> so, but I'm I'm a big crybaby. I'm super emotional. I'm super like empathetic and I'm just a huge emotional girl. So um I just wanted to say that even though you guys say that you guys I have helped you guys out in also in reality. Get it together, Solomon. Gross. Um, strong Brittany. Oh my goodness. Hello. Ew. Strong Brittany. Ew. I'm embarrassed. Can we stop? So even though you're saying that like I have assisted and helped you guys, honestly, 
to be able to be myself and to be accepted is such a great feeling and something that it is it's priceless to be able to wake up and know that I can be my genuine self and not be criticized and for and have people you know be accepting and responsive towards it is um something I can never repay anybody back for so thank you guys as well and if you have any questions, please send them to ask at the Solomon Ray podcast.com. And please rate, subscribe. I don't know, bitch, all that shit. Rate, subscribe, follow, like, review. I don't grow. I don't know what the fuck is going on in the podcast world. I just feel like that's something the girls be saying, you know. So I, whatever, whatever you're supposed to say at the end of your podcast, like, oh, rate, subscribe, like, follow, whatever, bitch. All, whatever it is, please do it. <laughs> Sometimes I be really showing my age. I be really showing how unhip I am. Like, I be really trying to be hip and be, like, down with the girls. And it's, like, it's so embarrassing because it's really, I'm so unhip. I'm so uncool. But, um, anyways, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you guys next Thursday. And have a blessed weekend. And we're out. <laughs>